You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are looking at players who could be sell high options in fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. Don't judge the list just by looking at the names on it. Listen to what I say. Listen to the reasoning behind it. You can absolutely disagree with what I think here. But these, again, they're not guys that you absolutely just have to get rid of at all costs. If you can get a good deal back, you do it. Otherwise, you write it out and you see what ends up happening over the next couple of weeks. And the first guy on my list is exactly one of those players, and that is Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. Over the last two weeks, Simmons is the 12th ranked player. He's averaging 39 minutes a game, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals, 57% shooting, perhaps most importantly, 21% usage. Why is the usage so high? Well, Joel Embiid has been out. That is realistically why Simmons is this high. Now, Simmons is good. He's the 21st ranked player overall in fantasy, and that's with horrible free throw percentage. You punt free throw percentage, he probably is a top 15 guy. But what we are seeing from him at the moment is an elevation in his game, that increased usage that is really benefiting his overall fantasy numbers. Now, when we're talking you know, sell highs, usually you're looking at guys who are 30, 40 spots ahead of where they are. And that's what happens when you're in the mid to lower ends of ranks. But you're jumping from 22 to 12, which is what Simmons has done season long versus last two weeks. That's as hard a jump to make as it is to go from 90 to 50. So that is, it's a pretty significant jump in that type of a, an area that you know, getting someone back who might be more solid in that range and more consistent in that range is absolutely something I'd be looking to do. Now, are we dumping Simmons no matter what? Of course not. He's still a really strong second to third round player. But at the moment, he's elevated himself to late first, early second type area because of this increased usage without Embiid. And when Joel comes back, which might be in a week, it might be in four weeks. We don't actually know with his finger. That's the concern with Simmons. And that's why we're just not dumping him for anybody. So it's all about trying to get some value back, whether it's someone like Devin Booker, who's playing quite well at the moment. Maybe it's Trey Young you're looking at. Maybe it's Jimmy Butler around that you know, early first, late second, sorry, uh, early uh, late, late first, early second type of a range. That's the sort of guy that you should be looking at when uh, trying to execute a deal like this. Maybe it's Nikola Jokic, who has been the 19th ranked player over the season and yeah, probably can push up into that back end of the first round type area. That's what I mean by a sell high. It might seem also weird that I'm mentioning Ja Morant here as a sell high after talking about just how good he was yesterday because he was that good yesterday. But over the last two weeks, he's the 18th ranked player. Do I think he can be a top 20 player uh, within the next two years? Yes. Do I think he's going to maintain it this year? No. And I'll tell you why. Because over the last seven games, he's shooting 61% from the field. And I can 100% guarantee you it will not stay at that level. It includes 65% on his two-pointers, 44% on his threes. The 32 minutes and the minutes increase in general has been encouraging. The nine assists, that's realistic. Only one steal, four rebounds, all that's fine. He's only hitting one three a game, 
but it's all to do with this ridiculous high field goal percentage, which has boosted his value up to this level. And in fact, his field goal percentage is his number one fantasy category. And that is not something that's an expectation of him moving forward. Morant is the 57th ranked guy over the course of the season. I think from here on out, he can be maybe top 50, maybe top 40, but absolutely not top 20 because that number, that field goal percentage won't be able to stick. So over the last two weeks, Morant is rated higher, higher than Jokic, higher than Damian Lillard, higher than Yanni Antetokounmpo, higher than Paul George. Like I would take all of those guys pretty comfortably in a trade for Morant at this point. So it's, it's just about trying to capitalize on the hype, and there's tons of hype, justifiably so, because of what he did against Houston yesterday, but that shooting is not going to happen. Lou Williams this is an injury-related one. Williams has really thrived without either Kawhi and without Paul George. Now, Paul George has got a hamstring injury. We don't know exactly how long he'll be out. But in the games prior to those situations, Lou was not anywhere near this good. And by this good, I mean the 21st-ranked player, which has been over the course of the last two weeks. He is 71st over the course of the season. And when Paul George did return from his shoulder issue initially, we saw Williams' numbers drop off. It's almost like an Eric Gordon in Houston situation. One star there, he plays well. Two stars, the numbers do tend to decline a little bit from Lou. He's also shooting uh, a ridiculous 50% from three and 56% from two for a total field goal percentage of 54%. This is a guy whose field goal percentage has been at 43, 43, 43, 41, 40, 40, 42, 42 over the past you know, seven years. So 53, 54 is never going to happen. He's at 43% this season as well. That is going to come down. It is an increase in usage over 30%, an increase in true shooting over 69%. Giggity! Uh, and an increase in minutes as well. Uh, all those things add up to a pretty obvious sell high to me. The same goes for Nemanja Bialica. While Rashawn Holmes is out, he is putting up strong numbers. There's no denying that. Um, he had an absolute... A rock solid game last time out for the for the Kings, where he banged in eight triples. He's the forty third ranked player over the last two uh, two weeks, averaging three threes a game and nine rebounds, shooting fifty one percent from three. When Holmes eventually returns, and it doesn't look like he's going to be too far away, yeah, Bealitz is going to see his minutes drop off, maybe down to twenty five or twenty six, but not at thirty one, thirty two, and not getting that many shots and not being that valuable. He's a 77th ranked player over the season. I'm not even certain he can be a top 100 guy from here on out. Derek Rose is a guy that I have to talk about, not because I think necessarily his production is going to drop off. 63rd over the last two weeks, 31 minutes. They are ramping up, 23 points per game, six rebounds. Still low threes, low rebounds, low steals. We all expect that from Rose, but really good free throws, really good field goal percentage. Hitting his threes at a level for him, which is really good as well, 32%. It's just the injury risk. At some point, you have to look at it and go, well, this has been great from Rose. Can I cash in my chips in case something happens on a team that's going absolutely nowhere? He could get traded. He could get hurt. He's no part of their future. Uh, I think this is the best you can get from Derek Rose. So anything that you can get as a top 70 guy back in a trade, I would absolutely be looking to try and execute that. If we swing it back up to the top end of the standings, DeMar DeRozan, the 11th ranked player over the last two weeks because he is shooting 59% from the field, including 60% on his two-pointers. That is obviously ludicrous. He's averaging 29 points a game. The six rebounds, he can do that. The five assists, he can also do that. 
60% shooting is not a realistic number for a guard to do long-term. Now, DeRozan's had plenty of stretches like this. He's had a stretch like that this season already. And then he fell off and had about 10 games in a row of 42% shooting. He's been impressive. He's the 40th ranked player over the season, doing it on a steady diet of getting to the rim and mid-ranges. But this level of shooting is just not a realistic expectation. He's doing it 59% over the last month. That's, that's ridiculously good. I just don't see how it's got any hope. This is a guy that's never shot over 50% in his career ever. right? And now he's at 60% over 13 games. It is a real, real um, sell high type moment. If anybody gives me a tw- top 25 or top 30 guy back for DeRozan, it's an automatic accept to me. Robert Covington also absolutely rolling at the moment. The 13th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's seen his production increase since Carl Anthony Towns has been out, but why is he so high? Well, three steals a game. Now, Covington's great at getting steals, but the difference between three steals and two steals is astronomically large. And it might not seem like much, but when you're talking ranking metrics, it is huge. It is a massive, massive difference. Obviously, we're talking about you know, a 33% drop in production. Three down to two, that's 33% drop. Throw that in that he's shooting 48% from the field, including 61% on twos. And if you know, if you've had Covington on any of your teams before, you know that's not what he does. He's a 42, 43 type percent shooter. So there are two things there that can really drop off. Now, despite the struggles and the criticisms, he's the 45th ranked player this season because he does well in the low volume stats. He's just not this good. Joe Ingles. Is, is uh, killing it at the moment. This is like a career-best stretch for Ingles. 41st over the last two weeks. Only 29 minutes, 16 points, 6 assists, 49 and 91 as his percentages. How he fits with Conley is going to be interesting. Where his usage sits, I, I don't know if he's going to lose out touches. I think he's still going to start. And that uh, you know, chemistry with Mitchell and Gobert is really key to his value. And he still can be a top 100-ish type of a player. But as a top 50 guy, when Conley eventually returns, if you could cash out on any other top 50 guy in exchange here, say if I look, just look at pure rankings, Bud Heald's outside the top 50, Aldridge is outside the top 50, John Collins is, Eric Bledsoe is, I would have all of those guys. Don Mitchell is, I would have all of those guys over Ingles at this point in the season. And the last guy, you don't have much time to act on this, I think. Serge Ibaka is a sell high. He's the 85th ranked player over the last two weeks, playing 33 minutes a night, averaging 20 and 11. But Marc Gasol is almost back. In fact, Gasol is going to play today. And by the time you've listened to this podcast, he may have already played. Now, I don't imagine Gasol's minutes are going to be uh, elevated straight away, but it's going to have a significant impact on Ibaka. He's going to go from 33 minutes a night, maybe to maybe best case to 27 minutes, maybe worst case to 24 minutes. He was playing like 19 minutes at one point when Gasol was healthy. It's going to be a real hit to his value. So any top 100 guy I could get from a Barker, I would absolutely be looking to do that because it is going to be a pretty sizable hit. Despite how well he's played, he is going to lose. Even if it does go to 28 minutes, that's still five minutes of action a game that he is going to lose that's going to push him outside that top 100 area. That'll do it for my mini show today, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a five-star review. Add your comments down below. Who else is a sell high? Who don't you agree with on this list? Follow me on Twitter at RedRock underscore B-Ball. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.